Jesus said that reconciliation is so important that it should be prioritized even above our worship. But what about when the other person is not interested in reconciliation? What if it's not safe to be around that person that we've been hurt by? What if we've done nothing wrong? How do we answer these and other hard questions about reconciliation? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. So glad that you clicked on the video. If you would uh, like and subscribe to our channel here, Vertical Church Ovilla, uh, we post our podcasts every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. So we've got a great, great topic for today. Yeah, so we're going to talk about reconciliation today and some of the hard questions that go with that because um, life, life gets interesting from time to time. Mm-hmm. Life is messy and situations are not always cookie cutter. The Bible gives us truth, and we're called to live out that truth. Mm-hmm. It's not just for uh, Sunday only. It's not just for religious parts of our life only. It's for the real parts of our life yeah. every day. And so you can't get more real in relationships and the fact that sometimes there is a, a break in relationships. Yeah. Sometimes there's pain. Sometimes there's hurt. And how we deal with that is given to us in direction Mm -hmm. by Jesus because the very thing that God does for us in saving us is what the Bible calls reconciliation. It makes us right with God. So our chief problem is a relationship problem. Mm -hmm. And so he sets about a course to bring us back to himself. Now, normally you would think if someone does something wrong, they should be the one to do something to the offended party. Yeah. But here, this is the power of the gospel, is that when we were the ones who were the sinner, God set out to make it right with yeah. us for to be right with him. Yeah. Now, that's, that's different than what we might normally think, but that's the power of the gospel is the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. So... Um, as we start today, we're going to kind of lay out here what is the basis of this whole truth of reconciliation because this is going to frame everything we talk about today. We're yeah. going to see in this truth how we can answer the hard questions. Okay, So here's what reconciliation is. Here's what God did for us. We were the one who had broken the relationship by our sin. He sought us out. It's important to remember Mm -hmm. these steps here. We're going to say them a lot today. Yeah. He removed what stood between us. Yep. He took the step and he removed the thing that stood between us. He waited for us to respond. He celebrated when we did. And then a relationship grew out of the reconciliation. Yeah. I think we could agree on that. Those are are the steps. Square from scripture. That's what. What God has done is what we believe, understand, and know from truth. So that whole process is important for us to understand because mm-hmm. there's the part of it that is the actual reconciliation, and then there's the part that's the relationship. That's important yes. for us to understand. And the Bible says that this is such a significant thing that God has done for us that this now becomes who we are. We are people of reconciliation. So uh, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5.18, he says, uh, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. So there's the word reconciled to be brought back Mm -hmm. um, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So this is to every believer. It's not just to the church. We are 
part of the church, mm-hmm. but uh, Paul was saying, uh, this is really now who we are. We ought to know this, and we ought yeah. to be able to do this. In fact, we ought to be kind of known for this. Yeah, not just like, <laughs> oh, this is a cool, maybe like a side gig thing that you can do, but no, this is <laughs> right. It's your identity and it's your calling is that you are one who reconciles with others yeah. because you have been reconciled. Yeah, and you know what that process is. You know how it works, and you, yeah. and, and you seek it. Yeah. Sadly, that's not often the case with Christians. Yeah, they don't. Absolutely. They don't know uh, what that is, how to do that, and often their lives have a history of kind of train wreck mm-hmm. uh, behind them. So, uh, the Bible's clear. This should be what we are known for. He's given yeah. us the uh, gifting, the ability, the power, the strength, the yeah. ministry to uh, reconcile, help reconcile other people. So. What he does in us is intended to be done through us. What mm-hmm. he does for us is meant to shape who we are. So in that same passage, it even gives us really a definition of what reconciliation. He says, uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing mm-hmm. their trespasses to them. So mm-hmm. we're the, we were the uh, offending party. Mm-hmm. We had sinned. And he made a way for our sin to be removed. He made a way yeah. for the very thing that stood in the way to be taken out of the way. Yeah. And that reconciled us to God. Yes. When we believed, that reconciled us. So yeah. uh, Ephesians says the same thing. Um, that he was or that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, and here it is, thereby putting to death the enmity. You know, yeah. That's the the fight, the war, the conflict. Yeah. So what God does is in reconciling, he removes the barrier. He removes the peace and the point of conflict. That yeah. is reconciliation. Yeah. So by the by the by way of forgiving, right? Yeah. And by, and by, by w- paying the price. He he provided the the cost and the price for our sin. Uh-huh. And he removed it. Now it came into uh, fullness for us when we believe and mm-hmm. we repent. Yeah. So, absolutely. So we'll talk more about that. But this yes. is in in its it, most foundational form. Yeah. Reconciliation is removing the barrier yeah. that stands in the way. Yeah. And God putting the work in first. Mm-hmm. That's right. So now this is this is what we're to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Second Corinthians goes on and it says, "He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. This is our. This is now what's in our mouth." Uh, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Him, and, mm-hmm. and and how do we represent Him? In the same way that He showed us life, He said, "Through God, uh, as though God were pleading through us, we implore yeah. you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God." So He gives us this experience of reconciliation, and it, it fires us up with a passion to go help others be reconciled to God, to mm-hmm. know that. He he removed the barrier. You can you can be made right with God. You can have peace with God. You can know Him for eternity, yeah. and then He calls us to do that to be those mm-hmm. who who reconcile. So we help others be reconciled to God, but then we become reconcilers in even relationships. Mm-hmm. Now this is where it turns from the vertical into the horizontal. Yeah. You got to understand the vertical before you can live out the horizontal. Yep. Um, Ephesians says, "Be kind to one another." Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Yeah. So, based on your vertical, live it out in your horizontal. Exactly. Based yeah. on knowing what reconciliation is, 
Now, live that out. Now, yeah. uh, Jesus would say, this is so important, as we kind of asked or stated earlier, Jesus would say it's this reconciliation matter on the horizontal level between um, family and friends, brothers in the body of Christ. He would say it's so important that he said, if you, if you bring your gift to the altar, if you're coming before God and you're bringing something to him, and there, he said, you remember that your brother has something against you. In other words, if there you remember, yeah. I did something to someone, yeah. and I have not tried to make that right. He said, you should leave your gift there before the altar. Go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> that is really tough. That's where everyone begins asking the question, you know, again, like we've titled this this episode, mm-hmm. is there's some hard questions. You know, this, there's some, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, okay, I, I obviously understand in this relationship how this plays out. I need mm-hmm. to go and apologize to this person. I need to ask forgiveness from this person. Right. And then I will go, but what about, you know, this, 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 this. These are, right. you know, life gets really complicated whenever you have longstanding relationships yep. or maybe you have relationships that have gone way off course mm-hmm. and you don't know how to relate to them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different circumstances that, that people have in their lives uh, that they try to find out the answer. How does this apply? How does this passage apply? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit, a little bit of fear strikes yeah. in you when you hear that, like, okay, so anybody who is ever upset with me, yeah. I should not go to church and yeah. worship or even sing along in my car to a worship song yeah. until I first go and make things right with them. Yeah. That's that's a important <laughs> thing from yeah, Jesus. You know, he's and like, it's important this. that we understand that. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and there is importance to this, yes. but it's important that we understand it clearly. Exactly. What, Especially what if our identity about. is to be reconcilers, you know, is to yeah. be a voice of God, you know, a voice that, mm-hmm. that speaks what he has spoken to us. So, you know, I think in order to know, okay, what does this even look like? We need yeah. to know what in the world does reconciliation mean yep. or look like. <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to get some specifics today. We'll talk about some very specific examples. But I, mm-hmm. I want to go back to this whole idea of what reconciliation is. It yeah. is removing the barrier or the offense mm-hmm. That caused the conflict. What is the issue? Removing it so that there can be a clear, clean. Um, hmm, what's the word I want to use here? There could be forgiveness for sure. Yeah. But so that two parties can stand in the room and look at each other eye to eye and be okay. Mm, be now, clear. What that means, what we need, we need to talk about. So yeah. let's let's narrow this down again. So reconciliation begins with. If I have sinned against someone, I should seek their forgiveness. Yeah. I should seek God's forgiveness for what yes. I've done, but I should also seek their forgiveness. If I have yeah. hurt you yeah. by my words or actions, I should go to you and ask you to forgive me yeah. for that. That is seeking Reconciliation. Yeah. I'm trying to reconcile, put back together, mm-hmm. bring back into uh, evenness our yeah. relationship. And if someone else has hurt me, yeah, then I should forgive them. Yeah, that even, should be yeah. Even if they hadn't asked me yet. Yeah. If you have hurt me, 
uh-huh. then I should forgive you in my own heart so that there can be an openness and, and evenness in our relationship, yeah. reconciled. Yep. So asking forgiveness and seeking forgiveness. Yeah, seeking to give forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. And then um, seeking to remove whatever the issue is. That's what reconciliation is. I want yeah. to remove the barrier. That's what Jesus did. He, he removed the, the guilt and the shame and the mm-hmm. cost so that we could be reconciled to God. Now, here's the important uh, line we need to understand is there is a difference between reconciliation mm-hmm. and relationship depth. Yeah. We're going to keep saying that today. There's a difference between reconciliation and the depth of the relationship. Just because I yeah. reconcile with someone does not automatically mean that there's going to be a depth of relationship. Yeah. It doesn't even mean that the depth of relationship is guaranteed. Yeah. It sure doesn't mean that it can be forced. Yeah. So separating reconciliation from relationship. Mm -hmm. Reconciliation opens the door, but relationship brings you on in the house. Yeah. Those are two very different things. And because, you know, relationships are built on trust, Mm -hmm. right? And whenever there's Mm -hmm. an uh, someone wrongs someone, trust is not just going to stay at the exact same spot, but right. it may lower, you know, and uh, to reconcile is one thing to say, all right, we are resolved in this matter. Mm-hmm. We are, we mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. We are clear mm-hmm. is not the same as, um, yeah. Any kind of depth of relationship yeah, that I'm, comes with I'm that. Instantly <laughs> yeah. exactly where I was trustworthy of where we just were. Yeah. Now I'm going to pour out my life before you and yeah. be very vulnerable and open. Yeah. It doesn't mean it can't get back to that. Correct. But reconciliation does not equal that yep. right from the get go. It, right? it has the potential for yes. it, but uh-huh. it is it does not guarantee it. So let's just let's talk about some examples. Okay. I think we can all get some some handles on right. some of this. So let's say I'm out in public one day and I bump into someone's car. And I don't know who it is, but when I see them, I even say some things that I shouldn't have said, and I create uh, an offense yep. by what I did and what I said. In that moment, it is my responsibility to make things right. I should ask forgiveness for what I did and what I said mm-hmm. and seek to make things right. Yeah. That does not mean that from that moment on, me and this person should develop a relationship and go out to eat every Thursday night, you know, or I have to become best buds with them. It doesn't. Uh -uh. Reconciliation does not guarantee demand necessarily, even relationship. It simply uh, clears the offense from the situation as it would in that place. Now, uh, let's put it into something even closer to home, let's say that a husband says something hurtful to his wife and it causes a break in the relationship. Let's say it was me and Heather. Yeah. So in that moment, if I've said something or done something to wound her, then I should seek to reconcile. I should seek to remove the issue that caused the conflict, asking forgiveness for what I said or did. Yeah. Now, in that moment, <clears throat> I would hope she would forgive me. Mm-hmm. And knowing Heather, she would. Mm-hmm. But my asking for forgiveness does not guarantee her giving forgiveness. Yeah, Me reconciling does not guarantee the depth of relationship that would follow. Yeah. Now, this gets a little interesting because in a marriage relationship, you're in a covenant. Yeah. So 
there's a little bit more expectation on both parties to continue to, to work, reconcile, reconcile yeah. and, and even beyond reconcile, grow the relationship. Yeah. I'm going to keep separating those two things today. Reconciliation does not equal relationship yeah. depth. Yeah. So reconciliation opens the door, but it does not guarantee the depth of the relationship. So mm-hmm. if my if my hurt or, or offense that I caused her was significantly deep, she might say, I'm going to need some time. Yeah. I'm going to need to process through this. I'm going to need to pray. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to seek some counsel, whatever it might be. Yeah. Reconciliation does not always guarantee relationship mm-hmm. depth. Go Even ahead. if there is forgiveness there yep. together. Yep. Like you're saying, it it reconciliation brings potential for relationship, yep. trust, <clears throat> restoration. Mm-hmm. Um but again, there can be reconciliation and then time will need to take place. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say there was a, a long-standing pattern in another relationship. Let's yeah. say it was just two friends. And one of the parties has this long-standing pattern of hurting the other person, either by their words or emotional mm-hmm. abuse or whatever. Yeah. And when it is realized, and there's a bit, another offense has occurred, the person might, hopefully, would ask forgiveness for what they did. Mm-hmm. They would discuss it. And then in that moment, they could reconcile and yeah. say, would you forgive me? And the other person yep. says, I forgive you. Yep. But and then they're happens? reconciled. They're, yes. they're reconciled yeah. at that point. It's, it's done. done. That issue has been resolved. The offense was removed. Yeah. But in this long-term relationship with a long-term pattern, now we've got another factor we're dealing with here, trust. Yeah. Trust has been violated over mm-hmm. time. And so that has to be rebuilt. Yeah. Trust can't just be rebuilt with an I'm sorry, would you forgive me? Yeah. You can reconcile, but you And you have the potential. Yes, but building trust takes time and relationship depth. Yeah. So we got we have to keep separating those today. Mm -hmm. It's the very same thing that happens to us when we come to Christ. So this is this is our model here. Absolutely. So when I recognize I have sinned and I cry out to God and repent of my ways and believe Him, I am then reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. I am made right with God. I have peace with God through Jesus Christ because of His yeah. sacrifice for me. Does that automatically give me long-term relational depth? No, because that comes with time. Mm-hmm. That comes with relationship that comes with growth that yeah. comes with yielding that comes mm-hmm. with sacrifice that comes with trust mm-hmm. and so there's a difference between the day you are saved yeah. and the growth of maturity absolutely one has the potential reconciliation has the potential for you to be as close as possible exactly as, as close as he he yeah. desires yeah exactly but and I think the New Testament bears this out there's a difference between the moment of reconciliation and the depth of relationship that can follow yeah. and that requires time effort intentionality yeah. so you have passages like Ephesians 4 where it talks about uh, what God has done in giving us in the church people yeah. and tools to help us grow and he says he does all he does all of this verse 13 Till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So right away, yeah. there's a there's a there's a time there's a gap. Yeah, or until. a process yeah. described. There's a point 
in which you come in the door. Yep. And then there's there's another later point of coming to a unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, a growth, Mm -hmm. a maturity. He goes on to describe it as a a perfect man or a mature man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's a difference between the moment you entered in the door at reconciliation and the process of relationship that led to maturity and growth. He goes on, says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men. Again, this process, this growth that's happening. He says, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, you may grow up into all things in him who is the head, uh, Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. There is a process. There is a relationship uh, time frame that requires effort, requires sacrifice and yielding. Reconciliation opens the door for that. But it does not automatically guarantee that. Yeah, absolutely. You can't demand it. You yep. can't force it. You you have to wait on that. Yep. So reconciliation, different from relationship depth. Yeah. And to try and force the relationship depth because there has been reconciliation might even be detrimental to the relationship. That's true. Trying to force it, trying to if you guilt it, try to, you know, whatever, manipulate it to where yep. It maybe looks like you have the appearance of relationship mm-hmm. depth. That's that's not worth it. You know, it's not worth. It. It's not sustainable or anything like. It. It's not yeah. how it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, when your children are young, you know, they if one does something to hurt the other one, we we'll say things like, "Tell them you're sorry." Yeah. Tell them you're sorry. Yeah. Because you're trying to create the discipline. You are, and at that level, it's fine. Yeah. At, at you know, at two and three. And four, they're needing to learn the discipline of asking forgiveness yeah. when they have offended someone. Uh-huh. But that doesn't play so well for 20, 30, 40, 50-year-olds plus even whatever go for it is. 9, 10, 11 That's year true, 13. Yeah, even, yeah, you know, to say, tell them you're sorry, you know, and I'm going to make you. Have you seen these t shirts I make them put on where they, both kids wear the same shirt? It's a large, and it's like, this is our, you know, our yeah. apology shirt or whatever. And they have to wear their shirt. It's just, like, it's just awkward. You can't, you can't force that. You can't yeah. force relationship. You yeah. can't force love. If you try to force love, we call that something very different in the culture today. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a bad word. We don't, yeah. we don't, you can't force someone into an intimate experience. Yep. It has to come out of love and exactly. trust. Exactly. So, same yeah. with reconciliation and relationship depth. You mm-hmm. can and should seek reconciliation, but you cannot force what happens after that. Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. Yeah, reconciliation, relationship, different. Yeah. So with these questions then, asking some hard questions yeah, about reconciliation. Yeah. First one that we're going to be asking is this. What if I go to them and ask if I have done something to hurt them and they say no? But it seems like there's still something wrong. So mm-hmm. I say, yeah. is there anything wrong? They say, no. But then you continue on and something still seems to be wrong. <laughs> yes. I laugh because it's very natural. It's, everybody yes. everybody knows this. Yes. It's happened to us. We, yes. We've been the one someone's come and ask. Yes. <laughs> and we've been the one doing the asking. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, and everything's fine. No? Fine. Yeah, fine. everything's great. And it's happened with friends and it's probably happened in your marriage. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. question is, what do you what do you do in that moment? Because 
You know, mm-hmm. you go in sincerity. I want to ask forgiveness or I want to make things right, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you have this whole passage where Jesus says, hey, before you ever come to worship, yeah. you should go. If you find out your brother has something yes. against you, you better go and make it right. Yeah. Do it's, that first before yeah. you even come into a worship or, a, you know, come to serve me. So exactly. you all of a sudden start asking questions yeah, like, okay, wow. well, if someone then is offended yeah. or upset at me, does that mean I'm sinning? Yeah. Does that mean I'm wrong? Is there something I'm doing wrong because they won't reconcile? They won't tell me what's going on. They won't tell me how to fix this. They won't tell me, but I know something's wrong. Am I in the wrong? Yeah. Great question. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I think, again, when you go back to what is reconciliation? Reconciliation is attempting to remove the barrier. Yes that caused a conflict. So that could be two things. Again, asking forgiveness for what we've done or giving forgiveness. Mm -hmm. If you have done that with someone, let's say there is someone that you offended and you, you knew you said something wrong and you went and you asked forgiveness. Would you, would you forgive me for what I said? I was, I was wrong in that. They might say, Okay, uh, I can forgive you, but then you still recognize this is still awkward. It's so weird. I don't mm-hmm. think they want to be around me. It seems like there's still something wrong. Yeah. I think, again, this we have to remember reconciliation is different than reestablishing relationship. And it may take time. Most yeah. often, it takes time Yeah. to build back the relationship. And so... At this point, I think it's it's good to be understanding and attempt to be understanding because you don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah. You don't know what other factors are at play. You don't know what other struggles they might be walking mm-hmm. through. You don't know how they're dealing with the hurt, what that meant to them perhaps. And it, it may take them some time to yeah. forgive and to reestablish how they want to, you know, seek the relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're waiting on you to make some changes. If you've gone and you can't seem to get an answer from them after you have done all that you need to do, then I would think you at that point are free Yes. in uh, you no longer have to keep seeking more forgiveness. You, If you've done that, then you're, you're clear. Yeah. And at that point, it's important to pray for them yes. and help pray for them to come to a place of um, hopefully restoring the relationship. Yeah. And accepting the full reconciliation, those are, again, two very different things. For sure. And I think even in this, you know, the focus shouldn't... The focus ought to be on the reconciliation part of the relationship, right? Right. right. Uh, It ought to be on, okay, I recognize something is off, something is wrong, something Mm -hmm. has happened. I know something has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, The focus... I don't think should be on the relationship primarily, but on the mm-hmm. reconciliation. Yep. And once there is reconciliation, there is a mutual agreement of, mm-hmm. all right, we have forgiven each other about this. We are putting this in the past. It's mm-hmm. not going to come up again. Mm-hmm. And now we're back, even playing field, all yep. this kind of stuff. Now you can focus on relationship at that point, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it takes two people for relationship. Yeah, one can't force the other, mm-hmm. and so it takes two people to want to go forward. Yeah, reconciliation simply clears the offense. Yeah, building the relationship is something different. So, uh, I think it's important that we understand this and that we're careful to not think 
that everybody has to like us or that we have to always have everyone's uh, acceptance, full favor, and excitement about us being in the room. Yep. Because <laughs> there's some people that that won't happen with, sadly. Uh, yes. If you live your life like that, you're going to be upset at someone all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, or you're or always going to be trying to... Or you'll to, be depressed and struggling. Yeah, exactly. Well, how come that person doesn't like me? Or, oh my goodness, how, that makes me you know, terribly sad that they're offended by me. Mm-hmm. That we're going to have, yeah. there's going to be offenses. If, yeah. Jesus said, "If you follow me, there will be people who will, who will persecute you." In fact, yeah. so it's tough. I, you know, I feel for those in those kind of situations. Yeah. That, um, yeah. yeah. I'll just leave it there. I don't. Have, I was sad about that. Yeah. So that's a whole that's, extra. That's podcast. another. That's another podcast. So again, if what if you've if you've done everything you need to do and they still say no, then I would say rest in the fact that you've taken the step yeah. and pray for them. And that the door is open. Because that's the other yep. thing I think with this main one is that, you know, if they say no, all right, I understand that maybe, again, we don't know the whole situation. Maybe they're not there yet. Yeah. Maybe they don't even know what it is. Right. Maybe, maybe they just know, ah, something's off. Right. But the door is open and I'm going to pray and I'm going to wait. Yep. For them to come around, yep. or for, and I'm going to rest in the fact that I have opened the door. Right. I'm not standing here resentful of them, bitter towards them, but instead, yep. the door's open. I can rest. They can, right. you know, and return done, to me. Or whatever. I've done what I must and need yeah. to do to try yeah. to restore or reconcile the relationship. Exactly. It's good. All right. Let's go to number two. All right. Number two. It says, as we are going to have another fun with this, yeah. what if they don't want to rebuild the relationship? So after the reconciliation yep. has taken place, yeah, and they don't want to rebuild the relationship, yeah, what about that? Yeah, that can happen where, uh, depending on what the hurt was, um, the type of relationship that it was, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they say, I accept your forgiveness, but uh, I really don't want to carry the relationship any further. Toughy. It's tough, and yeah. um, this is again you've you've removed the barrier as best you can, the offense you, you've reconciled, but now they don't want the relationship. Yeah. Um, this again, we go to scripture. This is the position that God has with man. Hmm. He, yeah. in relationship with us, we were the we're the offending party, and he made things yeah. right. He sent his son to pay for our sin and in that yeah. moment he waited for us while we were uninterested. Yeah. It's true. While we didn't want to. So good. And so yeah. It didn't stop him from pursuing us. Yeah. And continually pursuing us. Yeah, continuing to pursue us. He doesn't force the matter, yeah. but he lovingly pursues us and waits for us to come to the place of Recognizing, repenting, and returning to him. Yeah. Reconciling and then re- and building yeah. the relationship. So God understands that process yeah. very well, where you've attempted to reconcile with someone and then Absolutely. after doing so, they're not even interested anymore. Yeah. I think this is where you get passages like Second Peter three nine, where it says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some mm-hmm. count slackness. But is long suffering yep. toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that so all should come to repentance. So good. Yeah. He, he he's patient and he waits. Yeah. And sometimes 
we do too. We have to wait. Yeah. And this is this is a demonstration that we love them. You can't just force someone. You can't guilt mm-hmm. them, manipulate them, uh, try to force them back in a relationship because that proves you just love you and not them oh. at that point. It's true. You're you're somehow trying to. Um, make yourself feel better about what's going on, or you're trying to yeah. work off your own guilt or whatever. Yeah. You're not loving them. Love lets them have the time yeah. needed so to true. to restore the relationship. So, so true. It's uh, good. If if that has happened, if if you've um, if you've created the break, and they don't want to restore the relationship, then mm-hmm. again, I'd say pray for them, and and be gracious to them in in the process. Uh, give them the space that they need. Um, attempt to restore maybe what was lost. You know, there's this interesting part of the Old Testament law that if someone, that God said for his people, he says, mm-hmm. if someone steals uh, a sheep from someone else and then they slaughter that sheep so that it can't be returned, the law said that they were to return four sheep for that one that was lost. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, the law of, of yeah. restoration. Uh huh. And so here was a way of, of restoring a relationship and an offense by being four times as good yeah. as the offense that you created. Sometimes that's necessary. You just have to keep being graciously good in while you yeah. wait and be patient in that whole process. True. Now, this, um, this is true whether it's a friend yeah. that maybe. Time has caused a great gulf, you know, in the yeah. relationship. Um, or it can happen in a marriage, too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, as we kind of mentioned earlier, the uh, illustration in a marriage, there can be a hurt or a wound, and maybe the other party isn't quite ready to restore the relationship yeah. yet. Yeah. And it requires great patience yeah. at that moment and, and, and grace praying for them, and mm-hmm. seeking to be good to them while you wait. This is exactly what God does to us. He yeah. keeps being keeps being good to us yeah. while he waits. It's true. Yeah. And so um, we, we find this again in Scripture uh, as we live this stuff out. In Ephesians 4, 1, and 3, 1 through 3, it says, um, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, beg you, implore you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Yeah. Yes, seek peace, endeavor, work at it, mm-hmm. work hard at it, yeah. and be patient when the other person may not be ready yet. Yeah, and I think that's uh, you know really quickly becoming a common theme, and you'll hear the theme you know throughout the rest of this is patience, mm-hmm. patience, patience. Mm-hmm. None, no reconciliation, restoration can happen just, or really probably will happen just in some instances, you right. know, just in a few here and there's. Mm-hmm. But instead, think bigger picture, slow down, realize, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time for people to uh, get over some things, to process emotions, and yep. to to actually genuinely forgive and genuinely move into a heart of love and a heart of restoration as well, right? Yeah. I mean, patience is the ultimate key to any uh, reconciliation mm-hmm. and restoration mm-hmm. of, of relationship depth, of trust, of love, mm-hmm. of unity, all that stuff. Patience, patience, patience. Yeah. Do your part to mm-hmm. reconcile, but do your part for the relationship in being yeah. patient. Yeah. Make Absolutely. things right. 
But that's reconciliation. That's yeah. not the relationship. Yeah. Don't don't beat yourself up because you're not back at the place where you want to be yet, as though somehow this is your fault. Yeah. You you do what you believe is right in repenting mm-hmm. and asking forgiveness, and then patiently wait. Yeah. Separate reconciliation from the relationship. Absolutely. All right. So number three, what if reconciling the relationship is Awkward or not possible. Mm. For example, remarriage, mm-hmm. someone's moved off, mm-hmm. someone's in prison, mm-hmm. or someone has died. Uh, part of the goal of reconciliation is for there to be freedom in our heart yeah. uh, and the other person's bitterness, resentment, guilt, shame, or destructive uh, and tools of the enemy. Yeah, right? that's true. So here's the thing about reconciliation is that, yes, it can be the bridge that rebuilds a relationship, but what happens before reconciliation mm-hmm. is if you've hurt me, then yeah. what can build up in my heart is bitterness and resentment. Yeah. And that is the devil's playground. Yeah. You start letting those exist in your heart. He he is quickly drawn near. Yes. Uh, in fact, the book of Hebrews talks about it, a, a root of bitterness springing up, like yep. you know, a nasty, terrible weed yeah. grows up. And mm-hmm. he says many can be defiled by that. So yeah. If I let bitterness and resentment stay in my heart, I, I'm I'm a target for the enemy, and yeah. he he'll go to town on me. Yeah. So, um, if it's important then for that to seek forgiveness, yes. So that and and give forgiveness mm-hmm. because if I let the bitterness stay in my heart, then I You're can't move for. on with all that God <laughs> has for me. I need you to, won't. Yeah. Uh, I need to forgive from yes. my heart. But also, if I have guilt or shame, if I've done something to you and I've got this growing sense of guilt and yeah. shame, yeah. and then I'm now I'm also building another playground for the mm-hmm. enemy because he loves that. He loves to come in and, and rain down some more accusation and shame and condemnation. So for that reason, it's important to go and ask forgiveness. But mm-hmm. you get to this situation, well, what if it's awkward? And what if I can't even do it? What if it's not even possible? So we'll start with... The situation of what if someone has died? Yeah, it's tragic, it's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, what if, what if in a relationship that, um, I mean, we could just kind of go down some really dark paths here. But yeah. let's say it was even a husband and wife, and they get into a fight, and one of them leaves, and while they're gone, an accident occurs, and you think, oh my goodness, the one that's left yeah. living, how do I deal with yeah. the guilt of what happened, the fact that I may have caused this, and mm-hmm. I didn't get to ask them to. Uh, to forgive me for what I yeah. said, it just that is yeah. a terrible just, weight. Yes, yeah, living bear. under that. Yeah. So, what do you do in that kind of situation? Obviously, you cannot ask them to forgive you. You can't. Uh, that can't happen. But you can ask God to forgive you at that point, and then you rest in that. And it'll be something you'll have to, um, I think, meditate on from Scripture and replay yes. uh, as truth over the replaying of the tape of the yes. tragedy. And that takes time. It takes lots of mm-hmm. prayer, and it takes lots of counsel and encouragement from other people. But we can work through that. It'll be a process, a longer process. Um, so we should. We should do that. We should ask God for that forgiveness and then receive it and rest in that. Yeah. Let's, let's change the channel then. What if it's someone who... Uh, again, we'll stay with a couple. Let's say they remarried. The, you had you were married to someone. Yeah. There was a, an offense, a problem, a growing 
contention and they yeah. leave and then they remarry. Yeah. What is this person now to yeah. do when they recognize, oh my goodness, this is now now I yeah. can't even I can't even be married to this person because they've already remarried. Yeah. Again, we stick with what we know is, is the basics here. Reconciliation is asking forgiveness for what we've done mm-hmm. and forgiving them for what they've done. Mm-hmm. Once you've done that, you have fulfilled your obligation or the command yeah. or the heart of reconciliation. Yeah. You have sought to remove the barrier. Now, relationship beyond that, that can only take place if there are two people who are interested in that. And in that situation, probably not going to happen mm-hmm. because they have remarried. Yeah. Um, you don't have to become best friends with them. No. If you share children, you're going to have to work out some way to be good yeah. friends yep. or at least friendly to one another. Yep. But you have to rest in the reconciliation separate from the relationship growth. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, similar situation. What if they've physically moved? What if they're in another state? What if they've made other friends? What if they've changed churches? What do you do when you don't even see them anymore? I think, again, you go back to the same thing. If there's something you've done to them and you know it, ask forgiveness. If there's something they've done to you, whether they ask or not, forgive them. And then your part is complete. The reconciliation part is accomplished. You do not have to become best friends with them. You don't Mm -hmm. have to um, move to where they are and start going over their house all the time. If God opens the door and you become good friends again, that's awesome. Great. That there's potential in that. Yeah. But to try to force that yeah. violates all the rules, all the principles of mm-hmm. relationship and love. Yeah. God does not do that with us, and nor should we do that with one another. Yeah, exactly. In the process. And so. again, the main thing, like we have been saying, in each of these situations, we're seeking reconciliation here mm-hmm. or seeking to make what was at odds right yep you know remove the offense remove yes. the barrier remove the enmity yeah. that's what Jesus did yeah this and is that reconciles us to God exactly and there's potential for relationship after that yep but that doesn't mean you have to go again get coffee once a week with right. whoever and they're in some entirely different situation, yep. you know, or they're unavailable to do yeah. that. You know? and, and you shouldn't feel guilty if they don't. Yes, exactly. You but, should be free. Yeah, seek reconciliation and do your part mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> pray that the Lord would work in their heart as well. Yep. yep. For sure. All right, so number four, what if it is unsafe to reconcile the relationships with the other person? Yeah, so with each of these, we're getting a little bit more intense mm-hmm. type of question. This this one's asking the question of what if that person yeah. has done something so offensive, so hurtful, or the pattern is so long, yeah. uh, long-standing, that mm-hmm. it would be unsafe yeah. for me to rebuild the relationship, maybe even meet with them in person. Maybe yeah. that is unsafe. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah. There can be situations of physical abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, yeah. verbal abuse. Yeah. There can be hurts that are deep, that take time. What if that person yeah. is unsafe? So, hmm. I, again, I'm going to go back to this. Forgiveness of someone does not equal closeness with that same person. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, relationships are built on trust, love, sacrifice, and patience, and that takes time, and that takes evidence. And so, again, ask forgiveness if there's something you have done. Give forgiveness if there's something they have done, but that does not guarantee the depth of relationship. And so yeah. if you need to remove yourself from them, you should. If they are physically abusive, you should get out of that picture. Yes. You should forgive for your heart's sake. You should ask forgiveness for anything you might have done, mm -hmm. but you need to get out of that situation yes. immediately. Yes. If they are emotionally or spiritually abusive, I would, based on the depth of whatever that is, say the same thing. Yeah. Seek out Separate. counsel. Yep. Find someone that can help you in the situation. Do not stay in an abusive situation. Reconciliation does not mean you have to keep yourself in an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. So you reconcile for your heart's sake, for your conscience' sake before God. But relationship is different than reconciliation. So and true. so... Um, this is, this is true even in our relationship to God. Time and evidence of our faith are borne out. They, mm -hmm. they prove themselves. So, um, for example, Jesus said in John 14, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. When someone says they believe in Jesus Christ, we celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And then time will bear out the reality yeah. of that faith. We'll yeah. see it. They, as Jesus said, they will keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. Someone who says they believe but then does not keep his word didn't believe to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who says, I'm sorry for what I did, but continues to do the same hurtful things over and over again yeah. appear to not sorry. be sorry for yeah. what they did. They have exactly. not changed. And so yeah. you... Reconciliation does not necessarily involve putting yourself back into that relationship. It does not. You cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just take that on into back into the marriage situation. Yeah. What if that partner um, has been abusive? What if they have gotten into substance abuse? Maybe they've, um, whatever that might be, or they've been abusive. Yeah. Again, reconciliation is removing the barrier, whatever mm -hmm. conflict there was. But it may even be necessary for a time in a marriage relationship for there to be separation. Yes, There can even be a time of divorce mm -hmm. if it is for a time seeking for building the relationship. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's dependent upon the level of responsiveness of that person over time yeah. and their and your own faith in that process. Yeah. So you do not have to put yourself back into the relationship just to have fulfilled your responsibility to reconcile. Yeah. That's good. It's important. Yes. It's important to understand and draw the line between the two. Absolutely. So again, in that same vein, another tough question, super tough question. Uh, it's this, what if I don't want to reconcile the relationship mm. again? So in that same similar vein, right? What yeah. if I don't want to even take that step of reconciling, making mm -hmm. right what was wrong? What mm -hmm. if I don't want to take that step? Yeah. So let's let's break it down into two parts. What if I don't want to reconcile? Mm -hmm. Reconcile is ask forgiveness or give forgiveness. Yeah. 
if you're not willing to do that, it would be important that you get along with God and spend some time because yeah. that we should do, regardless yeah. of the situation. I don't care what it is. Yeah, because we have to understand that's literally what your relationship with God is. That's the only thing that makes you in relationship with him is mm-hmm. through reconciliation. Not right. because of what you do or what you've done or yep. how awesome you are, yep. but it's only because of God reconciling us to him yep. through Jesus. <clears throat> right. So if if you don't want to reconcile, that's one thing. If you don't want to restore the relationship, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. You, can re- you can reconcile. You can ask forgiveness and give forgiveness and still not want to get back into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And as a general rule, that is okay. It's good and right mm-hmm. at times. Now, there's so many factors here. These are yeah. not cookie cutter answers. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you that there are so many different versions or, or circumstances and possibilities mm-hmm. in the story. You cannot lay these on top of them and say, well, this is what, it, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. There's so many factors at play. And mm-hmm. I would say you, you've got to consider all of that. You know, are we talking about marriage here? Uh, are we talking about a family relationship? We're talking about a church member. We're talking about just a neighbor. What are we talking yeah. about here? In uh, you not wanting to continue the relationship, or not wanting to restore the relationship, or wanting to take some time, whatever it might be, yeah, those are all different. So, as a general rule, I would say, reconcile, yes. Seek God's direction for the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, this can happen in a marriage. Again, you might, maybe you were hurt. Maybe you were the one in the in the marriage that was hurt by the other party. And they ask forgiveness, but in that moment, you're the last thing you're interested in, in that moment is, is rebuilding the relationship with them. Yeah. Depending upon what has happened. In that moment, it's okay to say, I'm going to need some yeah. time. Yeah. I may even need some distance. Yeah. And if you're able to, even say, here's what the issue is. Affirm it with, I still love you. Yeah. I want to work this out, but I need some time. Mm-hmm. On a smaller scale, that has happened to Heather and I many times. Mm-hmm. There's been, you know, an offense, and then um, we have not been able to resolve it at, you know, in a very timely manner, you might yeah. say. But we have tried to be consistent to say, I love you. I'm for you. I'm for us. But I just, I'm going to need some time. Yeah. And that's okay. In yeah. fact, it's good and it's right. Yeah. So if you don't want to, or if you're not in the place yet of being ready to rebuild that relationship, then um, express that. Mm-hmm. Be clear about that. If it's a friendship, uh, I'd say the same thing is true. It's okay to say, I'm going to need some time. Uh, here's what yeah. I'm struggling with. Uh, let's talk again soon. I'll, I'll I'll be in touch. Yeah, it's okay to do that. Um, it's it's wise to do that. Absolutely. And relationships require effort and time, intentionality, patience, yeah, as you as say. you brought up earlier. Um, and so, as we remove the barrier, whatever the offense was, and they attempt to remove the barrier, whatever the offense was. Mm-hmm. In time, 
the potential is that relationship could grow from that. Yeah, there could be uh, life that comes from it. There could be health. There could be greater days ahead mm-hmm. uh, in a relationship. But that it takes it takes work and time. Yeah, and uh, give yourself that time. Be free. Yeah. Be free from the weight and the guilt mm-hmm. and the shame and the condemnation of of the relationship not being perfect. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, giving patience for you and for the other party, you know, mm-hmm. uh, slowing down, not making crazy decisions, you know, mm. saying, well, I'm never going to rebuild this relationship. Yeah, or, I'm done with you. Yeah, all that. just slow down, take, yep. take, take some breaths and yep. and recognize, you know, what what has gone on. And that rec- if reconciliation has, uh, you know, been started from one side, mm-hmm. like, it's okay if not in five seconds everything is resolved, you know, but That's to, true. to just give it some breaths, recognize that it may take days, yep. may take months, <clears throat> may yep. take years, yep. but it doesn't mean that it will never happen, right? But yeah, and, and that's a good time for to call on the counsel of, of other yes, godly people. Exactly, um, yes, in that waiting time. <clears throat> saying, hey, would you mind sitting down with us so we can just have a third party to help us kind of talk through some yeah, things? For sure. It's so valuable in the process. And yeah. I've seen great healing occur in relationships and marriages over the it's years good. because of a third party in the room like that. Yeah, so That's awesome. Okay. So down for our last question here is this. What if I didn't do anything wrong, but they keep saying mm-hmm. I did? Mm-hmm. Then what about reconciliation and relationships? <laughs> yeah, that's this is a tough one <clears throat> because there are times when we may not recognize that we did something that was offensive to someone. I mean, usually we don't do things, hopefully, intentionally to hurt someone. Yeah. So <clears throat> that means someone's going to come to us and tell us, hey, you may not realize this, but the other day when you said this, it was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And so... There are times someone's going to say we did something and we didn't think we did anything yeah. wrong. And if that's the case in that moment, <clears throat> if you did, you realize it, you should ask forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that's a tough, tough situation <clears throat> even in that. <laughs> yeah. If they if they brought to our attention yeah. and we recognize, yes, <clears throat> I did say the wrong thing. Yeah. Yes, then, I did do the wrong thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I can tell. It was deeply offensive to them, and I did. It was wrong. Yeah. It's important that we own that. Absolutely. Now, we live in a day where uh, offenses are popular. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the more that you can claim that you're offended, the more it seems that the world listens to you today. Yep. And the more you can claim you have been offended by this group and this group and this group, you even kind of start raising up in your social status and your social equity power, you know, all of that. So um, this is, this means we have to be careful because just because someone is offended doesn't mean we have to apologize or ask forgiveness. That's why it's very important. We seek God's direction hand to this because there are people today who are offended that we're even doing what we're doing right now. Yep. That we have a, a public platform proclaiming the name of Jesus and yeah. God's word mm-hmm. as a standard for living. Yeah. That's very offensive to some people today. Yeah. So does that mean we should apologize for that? Should we ask Sorry forgiveness yeah. for that? 
if you go down that route today, you're going to be apologizing for a lot. You'll, you'll start apologizing for what you believe. Yeah. You'll start apologizing for who you are. Yeah. And you'll start apologizing for your very existence. Yeah. If you keep exactly. going down that road. Exactly. And so in a culture where offense, offenses abound, you have to be careful and have to be wise. Yeah. And what, what people often miss is that <clears throat> there were a lot of people who were offended at the words of Jesus. Yeah. And as much as we like to think of him being always sweet and kind and nice, and he was, there were times that he would say things that he knew was going to be offensive to people. Yep. And so uh, the group that got that the most were the Pharisees, those who uh, were the religious leaders of the day, those who he called whitewashed tombs and yeah. vipers, uh, they're vipers and yeah. yeah, and they were from their father, the devil. I mean, those are all those are those weren't things he sent them in a text <laughs> message. They weren't things he told them out behind you know the back of the tabernacle yeah. or temple or, yeah. or synagogue. Yeah. I was thinking he said in public, public in when they were others, around. Yeah. In fact, you have this uh, in Matthew fifteen. It records. Uh, this story where Jesus is talking about them again, and he calls them hypocrites. I mean, he's called them fake news yeah. in front of everybody. He said, yeah. you're, you're fake. And he says, he said, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. So Jesus just calling them out. Yeah. He's exposing the lies and the hypocrisy. Yeah. He's humiliating them in front of mm-hmm. other people, embarrassing them. He's going to destroy their their economic religious system that they've built. Yeah. In verse 10 it says, and when he called the multitude to himself. So it wasn't enough he was just saying it to them. He yeah. called a crowd over. <laughs> and he said to the crowd, hear and understand not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of a mouth, this defiles a man. This is He's saying this about them. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you've got to know these guys were embarrassed, humiliated, yeah. offended yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah. And so the disciples, they're sensitive enough, they pick up on this. And in, in verse 12, it says, then his disciples came to him. They came to him privately and said, hey, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Like, Jesus, I, don't, I know you probably got all caught up in this too, but did you recognize yeah. that they were offended? Did you see their faces? You called them hypocrites. Yeah, did you, <laughs> you, you just humiliated them in front of everybody. Did you yeah. see that? Did you know they were offended? Yeah. Now, if, if it was this day and time, you might think that someone in this moment would say, oh, man, did I really do that? I probably yeah. should issue a press release statement yeah. saying just the opposite. You know, yeah. I need to say, tell them, oh, my goodness, I need to go ask forgiveness of yeah. that. Oh, that's not what I intended. I'm really sorry, guys. That's the last thing I meant. Yeah. Let me explain myself. But you don't find any of that. In fact, yeah. Jesus says this, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly Father has planted will be uprooted. Yeah. Let each alone, or let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into the ditch. <laughs> There's nothing here that says that Jesus was yeah. sad, sorry like, for what he said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, went to apologize. Mm-hmm. He didn't do any of that. He actually 
doubles down. <laughs> well, yeah, it went, it went double down on the whole thing. And then later you find in, in Luke that Jesus said, uh, blessed is the one who is not offended because of me. In other words, I'm going to say some things, I'm going to do some things, and they're going to be offensive. And the one who's blessed will be the one who's not offended by them. It's just like, <laughs> whoo, man. Yeah. And you say, well, that's Jesus. Well, you're right, it is. Mm-hmm. But it certainly gives us some clues about, even in our day, do we have to apologize for our existence? Yeah. Do exactly. we have to apologize for believing in Jesus? Do we have to apologize because we stand upon God's word? Yeah. Do we have to apologize for who we are? Yeah. To me, the clear answer is no. Yeah. There are times I should be discerning of when I've hurt another person. Yeah. But I cannot. I cannot win everybody's heart. Yeah. I can't always have everybody like me. There are people who don't like me personally, yeah. who have been offended by um, anything. Things. Yeah, anything. <laughs> anything we'll just, you we'll do. Just leave that. And so I, I can't adjust my life. Mm-hmm. And apologize for my existence yeah. or my beliefs, just so that they can like you right. or try to right. You know, try I, to like you. if I've done something wrong, then mm-hmm. I should. Mm-hmm. But the measure of wrong is not always someone's feelings. It's, it's yes, that's very true. And this is this is a hard thing that Christians are having to navigate these days, mm-hmm. and, and 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 navigate through these waters can be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, depending upon the relationship. Depending upon the offense, there are times to ask forgiveness. There are times to seek to be reconciled. But there will be some times that you just can't be. Yeah. There, there are people that we don't have to apologize to because of our stance on a belief or speaking truth. Yeah. So I would say, what if they keep... Um, saying I did something wrong and I did nothing wrong, I would seek God's heart. God, have I done something wrong? Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen for your peace and your word to speak to me. If I, if I did, own up to it. If not, I'm going to live in the peace that yeah. there will be some who will not always agree with me. Yeah. There will be some who will be offended by me. Yeah. And... Um, if it's if it's not reconcilable, then I'm going to rely and wait on you to be the one who takes care of that matter. Yeah. So, Absolutely. again, you're talking about relationships that have many mm-hmm. different parts. This is not a cookie cutter approach no. by any means. I would say this in conclusion because every situation is going to be just a little bit different. Whatever whatever your situation is, pray and ask God. Mm-hmm. He's promised that he will give wisdom to those who ask. He'll give it abundantly and he'll yep. give it uh, liberally, as mm-hmm. he says in the book of James. So God will give it. Um, yeah. Seek godly counsel. Uh, look to those maybe who've walked down the road a little further than you and and seek out their, their input and their yeah. counsel based on Scripture. Uh, try to be understanding and keep reconciliation separate from relationship. It'll really help, I think, in a lot of different settings. Yep. I agree. Seek to seek to be reconciled, yes. And as God opens the door and as both parties are interested, the sure. The relationship. Seek, seek yeah. the relationship to be built. Yeah. Um in the ones closest to home where you're in a covenant, you give even more attention to that. Yeah. And the ones that involve your own children, yes. Mm-hmm. 
give more attention to that. That's your own flesh and blood. That's mm-hmm. uh, a parent, yes. Family, yes. Seek that if possible. Yeah. And allow God to give you direction in the specifics of how that's played out. Definitely. So, it's good. There you go. Love it. It's a lot. I know there's probably more questions. Feel free to uh, comment. Uh, yeah. Let us know um, questions you might have and how this applies in your own life. Our, our goal is to lift him up, live him out, and um, we lean on Scripture to do that, the power of the Holy Spirit within us to direct that, and Jesus is our example. Yep. All of that. Absolutely. So I appreciate everybody being with us today. It's good, good stuff. We live this out. We seek to live this out. We pray you will too.